Hey, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our scrappy little podcast. It's Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. If you are in Pacific Standard Time, I have a special guest today. His name is Iskren, or people call him E. He is a full-time content creator, and he lives... Iskren, where do you live again? I'm I so sorry. I live in Bulgaria, Europe. In Bulgaria? Yes. Is it Friday in Bulgaria right now? It is Friday, and Friday is almost over. So if you want to know what yes. happens in the future, I can let you know. <laughs> I love it. You live in the future. Tell me how tomorrow goes. Well, tomorrow I, for I you is going to be a nice weather. So as okay. always, <laughs> I like know, here. always. <laughs> I see that you're... you're um, it's very nice and serene in your background. Uh, if for people who are watching this, um, he's in a very like very calm environment right now. So I'm guessing everyone might be going to bed. Uh, I'm guessing it's, Maybe. it's a little quiet. PM here, and the studio is pretty much empty. Usually, I have uh, other people because I share the studio space and the office space with uh, other people as well. So we, usually we have uh, a lot more vibe and, uh, you know, you can hear voices of people. But right now it's really quiet. And also yeah, I, I a- shared on Twitter today that they, um, like, um, a few feet away, they started a massive construction of a building. So the next two years is going to be a total disaster for me. <laughs> because it's all drilling, you know, for foundations and it's, it's absolutely terrible. And I have to wait for them to take a break so that I can record. Oh, no, I, I, you know what? I've been complaining for how many months now on when I'm recording an audio, a a podcast or even voiceovers that my neighbor, my neighbor keeps mowing his lawn. It's almost like every day. I'm like, how tall does your grass grow? Because it's every day and I couldn't record anything because it's like every single time I, I, it's either him mowing the lawn or I hear airplanes flying by because I'm near an airport. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine construction going on, especially for a content creator. That's really I, frustrating. I can't help you with the airplanes, but as I can I, I can help you fix the, the lawn issue. Like uh, really? invest in a robot lawnmower and just gift it to him. <laughs> because like that. it's it's like an iRobot, like a vacuum cleaner, but it's like it's a it's a lawnmower. I have this at home. I've actually never seen those. Yeah, it's re- it, it, they're really cute. Uh, probably twice as big as um, as a regular um, vacuum uh, iRobot uh, thingy, but mm-hmm. it's it's probably twice as big. And that thing runs every day, but it's totally quiet. Really? Yeah. I might actually do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice, and he won't be stressing out of you know doing everything like, like manual okay. labor. <laughs> and you'll be the good the good neighbor to invest in in exactly, a present like this. Exactly. Exactly. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Absolutely. You can do a review about it and then just gift it to him. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> so since since we're on the topic, right? Since we're on the topic of doing product reviews and, and stuff, um, E actually has a very, very good YouTube channel. So if you guys haven't checked it out, please do check it out. E, what's the what's how how can they type in uh, your your name on YouTube that they can find it? My easily? handle is this is E. That's how I decided to um, name the the channel because I can't just name it one letter. So right. <laughs> uh, uh, if people search for this is E or just uh, youtube.com forward slash this is E, uh, it's going to come up. Okay, perfect. Because I always tell my friends, I say, you guys need to watch E's channel because I discovered you, I think, a few months ago when I found you did a review of these different various, like various headphones, right? And you did you did an actual a blind test the blindfold you, test yeah a blindfolded test where you had friends um, or I don't know if they're friends or family but friends. you basically had yeah. them blindfolded and you had them wear different ed- headphones and you asked them to rate which one is you know sounds the best and all that stuff and I thought that was really good because from all the headphone reviews that I've usually like I usually watch it's just one person and it's one person one person's opinion and sound is very subjective. And what it really proved to me that your video is that sound is completely subjective. Absolutely. Like there are obvious like good and better um, quality headphones, you know, more for the money, all that stuff. But ultimately it boils down 
to what people prefer. It was a really good video. I honestly thought it was awesome. And then I think I retweeted it and then, uh, or I shared it on Instagram. I forgot what it was. That's how, that's how I found about your channel too, because of your, oh, okay. your reaction from, from the post. And then ah, I, I started, uh, I think I, I, I opened the Instagram first. Uh, I fell in love with everything that you do on Instagram. And then I was like, he has Thank to, you. he probably has a YouTube channel and you obviously had one. So I pre pretty much binge watched everything. Isn't it amazing though? Like that's the, one of the things that I love about social media is the fact that you can find someone like easily their work right now. I mean, I grew up in, a, in an age where you have to create a portfolio online, send your physical resume wherever, and then have them ask if do you have a website, but yeah. now because of social media, it's really just. It's fascinating. You know, click, right, it's amazing. Link to link to link. It's just so much easier. And we're even trying to make that even easier now with, with having just like a single link and like a bunch of different. Anyway, but uh, let me ask you, e, how did you get started on YouTube? Like, was that um, a plan of yours from the very beginning? Or did you kind of just stumble on you know, upon it? Or what's it's the story? A, it's a very interesting story, by the way. Um, I... I've always been into creating videos for, for my fam family because I used to live in the States. So every year I would come back home to Bulgaria and I would do like this mashup uh, content of, you know, all our time together with, with my friends and going to places and having fun. So creating all those mashup videos um, transitioned over to friends and family asking me to do like short videos for occasions like anniversaries or other stuff that people might enjoy. So this is how I pretty much got into video editing as a really, really basic hobby. I would say I was using iMovie and it was still fascinating to me. But later in time, I, I, you know, that was probably a year before I started YouTube. Um, I really started watching YouTube, like consuming YouTube content a lot. So I was, I was watching all those videos and one time I, sh I showed a video, I think it was like Lou from Unbox Therapy or somebody else. And I was like, do you okay. think I can do this? And she was like, yeah, sure. And this is how I started. But I I'd started at the Casey Neistat wave. So I began mm -hmm. doing vlogs because I wasn't sure what exactly I want to put out there. But yeah. here's the interesting part. Turns out um, probably seven or eight years ago before I started. So that was probably around 2010 or something. Um, I was gifted a video where I was doing a smartphone uh, review of the original Apple, um, Apple iPhone. So, and then I remembered that I had this intention of doing video reviews, but that was in 2010. Silly okay. me, I should have started in 2010. <laughs> but right. I, think, I think a lot of us feel that with that way. Yeah. But I had the idea, you know, I had the, the passion yeah. for it. So th this is how I started. And then I seriously focused on it the last year and a half um, as a way to, to, you know, to provide for my family and as a business pretty much. Mm -hmm. Was it because like a huge part of it I'm imagining was due to the pandemic? No, actually it was... Um, I, I really started to focus on it before the pandemic and the pandemic oh, didn't okay. help much because I had just set up the, the studio when we had to actually stay at home. So I had to move away again, most of my stuff so, I, so that I can keep on, you know, pushing out content while I'm at home. But now okay. I'm building my own studio at, at, my, at home. So it will be a dedicated physical um, little house that will be in the yard, that will be a, a studio and it will be just for creating content. Oh, that's awesome. I, I envy that because I have a little room and I wish I was just thinking about it yesterday. I said, I wish I had a little like cabin outside yeah. well, where I can just, it's not going to be that much bigger than your room. Like don't, don't imagine okay. something very fancy, but it's a standalone space. Um, it's like 25 square meters. I'm not sure, um, if, if it's converted, how, how big it is exactly, but, uh, it will be, um, it will be very clever, I would say, or I'll try to make it very clever where I have like um, the entire place is built around the fact that I'm going to be doing videos. Like I'll have built in paper screens into the uh, ceiling that are hidden. I'll have, mm -hmm. I have uh, an entire wall of storage in the middle of which I have a dedicated top down set for, for shots. 
So, and I, I, in such a small space, I have so many power outlets in plan <laughs> that yeah. the electrician guy that was actually coming today at home to finalize some of the schematics, he was shocked. Mm -hmm. at, he was like, what are you going to be doing in this place? Like you have, <laughs> I have four outlets on the floor. I have six outlets on the ceiling. I have eight built into the wardrobe. I have three other on the wall. It's like outlets <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, listen, man, I'm doing video recording. When I need a power just outlet, I just need it to be there. <laughs> it's like you need a nuclear reactor. Yeah, yeah. But no, actually, that's really good. It's purposeful. It's, um, yeah, it has a lot of the things that I actually need. And that was really the problem that I have with having to work out of my office. Like, it does look nice. Um, like, aesthetically, it's pleasing. The problem is the reality. I mean, if I were to switch, flip this camera around, you'll see all the mess here. And you know what I mean? That's like the reality of things. And I never hide from it. I say, you guys think that the office is always tidy. It's not like yeah. there's boxes everywhere. There's cameras and just it's like a, process, a yeah. lot of actually boxes. It's a production, right? Mm -hmm. It's a production room. So that's the thing that I kind of want to have like a, a space where I can just be messy and have one, one area where I can look pretty nice but for now this yeah. will work but i'm excited for that so i'm hoping that you might i don't know i'm guessing you might make a video about it because oh, i absolutely. definitely want to see that absolutely okay. i hope i will be able to move into it within a month or so uh, because i've okay. been waiting a lot of time because of the pandemic i've been a lot of things were delayed as far as uh, the construction so mm -hmm. i was waiting for okay, yeah. for windows um for, for the concrete before that because we had to dig out the built you know poor concrete for the foundations so it really it's not that complicated as far as the structure but it was really prolonged before because of the pandemic but i'm really hoping that within a month month and a half i i can start you know testing some a roll shots and and uh, doing some work from there I'm excited to see that. Like, I really am. If you guys, because you guys need to watch E's video and how he, it's he takes a lot of time, makes a lot of effort, like Thank you. puts a lot of effort towards his his videos, and that's why I get excited when you know it's not just. I mean, there's a the vlog style which a lot of people prefer. I'm not one of those people. I used to follow Casey, but even that to me was just, is I mean I followed Casey because he was popular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Like yeah. his life was really interesting. Uh, but for the most part, I don't really prefer any vlogs. Yeah. He has a very different um, type of channel. And it's one of those things that that I kind of aspire to. Like the way he does like his productions, like his thumbnails are amazing. And like, <laughs> it's, it's just like so much work. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. And yeah, that's why I'm always like excited to talk about him. And when we were chatting just a few weeks ago, and I mentioned that, hey, you know, I'd love for you to be on the podcast. You actually mentioned that you were never invited on a pod. You've never been on a podcast yes, before, that's which is surprising. Podcast. That's my first <laughs> podcast. And it's very special to me. I, will, I shall remember this for the rest of my life. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to try to keep it special. I'm going to try to keep it. Uh, no, seriously, nice thank you for the invitation. I feel honored. And it's a it's a. As I say at the end of, the, of each video, it's an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. I know that's that's E's like little tagline right there. I love it. And so you guys need to watch it. But before we, uh, I, you know, could keep on like talking about how awesome your channel is. Can you tell me what in like other than the uh, the unboxing or the reviews? The, did you ever think of the direction of your channel when you started? Like, was it like uh, I want to do tech reviews? Or did you have something else in mind? Can you tell a little bit more about that process? Somehow I knew I wanted to do um, product reviews, uh, not necessarily tech, but some kind of, okay. uh, you know, uh, product type of content. And I was, that's how I actually started with my fir very first product review, which was a, uh, um, a Sony camera external monitor for uh, like, Back in the day, I used to have um, a Sony A6300. That was my camera. So mm -hmm. without, it, it just had a um, tilt screen. It wouldn't swivel, so you can't really see what you're recording. So I, I bought this monitor from Aperture, which, by the way, Aperture at the time were, weren't as big as they are today. Yes, I remember that. So I, remember I, I that. focused on this, on, on this monitor. I did a review, and it did really well. And after that, uh, two or three videos after that, I did a, a OnePlus uh, review because... Um, I had the very first OnePlus when it came out, uh, the phone, 
then I mm -hmm. did a OnePlus 3T, I think, and that thing skyrocketed because I, I published that video. I knew I wanted to do product reviews and that video just, you know, I went to bed with 78 subscribers and woke up with a thousand. What? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's crazy. Okay, that's, I, I know the path. This is it. I like, okay. I like the process of it. I think mm -hmm. the most challenging thing is the actual scripting or the story of it. Because each story needs to be, first of all, at least to me, in my perspective, it needs to be interesting. It needs to have a value somehow. And it, and it needs to be more than just, you know, blobbing out specs and, and features which everybody knows about. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, I love what you've you said there because everything that you've said basically is, uh, I'm kind of like a reflection of what I want my channel to be. And I agree, like the hardest part of any process like that I have for creating any of the videos is the script writing. Usually it takes me a day, two days to just write the script. And then I start shooting A roll, B roll, and then I decide to change the script again. Mm -hmm. So it takes a long time for the script because the, the, the filming aspect of it, like I'm a visual person, like I can see it in my head. Yeah. And I can somehow easily improve it, right? Like if I yeah. take a video of a, a certain angle, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I, th I think I can still improve on this. So it's easy to just hit the record button again and then, you know, drop it at the computer. But to write a script, that's the most challenging part it is, for me. It is very right? difficult. And Chelsea always said this. Um, oh, by the way, I didn't even mention this. People are probably wondering, where is Chelsea? <laughs> Because I mentioned it in the beginning of yeah. um, before we, <laughs> Iskren and I started recording, but um, Chelsea's on vacation right now, so it's just going to be me. Uh, but yeah, we'll hopefully see her in the next few weeks. I think she's going to be off for a while, but you know, uh, say hi to her. She's fine. And um, <laughs> hopefully she'll be back soon. Yeah. But anyway, that's a little, that's a weird <laughs> way of saying, I'm so sorry, Chelsea, if you're listening to this. But um, yeah, going back to script writing, it's uh, Chelsea always said this, like she said, she doesn't like doing any product reviews where, uh, no, it's funny because when you do a product review, people will always comment and they will say, that's a terrible, terrible way of reviewing it. You didn't even um, say any of the specs. So I'm like, have we really gotten to be a very lazy society now that you need someone else to tell you what the specs are? If you can actually yeah. just look at it, look it up on the actual website before you purchase it mm -hmm. or even uh, on the box. But I get it. You know, I get it. It's just not the thing that I like. And I'm glad that you actually said that, E, that you, you don't like just spewing out specs. They're important, obviously. You have to mention them at some point. But there's a lot of channels out there who they just kind of read the specs and not to not to dig on them. It's just not my yeah, thing. That's why I like what uh, E is creating. It's just refreshing to me. If it's, if it's something that you get for the first time, you're like you're one of the few people that... Um, have their hands on the product, then it's absolutely natural. And you should be, you know, you should tell the audience what the specs are and what they're seeing. But usually with my content, I'm always late and I'll be late for a long, long time, you know, before I, I reach a certain level where I would be getting, you know, products ahead of time or pre-production models or stuff like that, hopefully one day. But until that mm -hmm. point, I'm always late. And the fact that I live in Bulgaria, does not help either because I'm still waiting for the iPhone 13 mini to arrive, which should have arrived today, by the way. So you can see oh, how, really? how big of a delay there is oh. between product releases and the time I can, I can grab one. And I have, you know, I've accepted that. Actually, I would prefer to wait a little bit longer for the, you know, for the initial wave of uh, popular videos to, you know. Uh, Die down. Yeah die down before mm -hmm. I, I jump in and create something. See, that's the thing. That's it. it I think this is exactly why we get along so much. Cause that's also yeah. how I think like I'm, I'm one of those who obviously it's super exciting to get something for the first time. I mean, for like one of the early, early ad ad adopters, I guess, or, yeah. or, you know, people who to get a, a preview of a product, it's always exciting. But there was a problem when, when I first started doing YouTube videos and that was, I was always rushing and trying to get my hands on the latest because I wanted to be in that wave of people. 
but it was just not realistic for it me. Was not, for yeah. me, not maybe not for every for everyone, but for me, it was definitely not realistic. And so I decided, instead of me just giving up and saying that's it, I can't be a reviewer, I can't do anything anymore because I'm always late. I did exactly what he's doing, like how he he looks at it. It's like, you know, um, just wait for the first wave, the initial yeah. wave, to kind of die down. And then you can share your own opinion. At least you have time to actually really dive into it and to just kind of enjoy it and, you know, really experience it aside from just being the first yeah. to do it. And to you're, me now, you're in being the, the first right now. Of, of, of tech what? also, you are in LA. Yeah, and it's, it's really ironic. <laughs> it's really ironic. But, you know, I always also just tell myself, right? Like I, I tell myself that people will most likely like my content, not because I'm the first, mm -hmm. but because I'm sharing Absolutely. my own personal opinion. Mm -hmm. And so I've gotten really comfortable with that. I've gotten really comfortable with, it doesn't matter if people don't agree with me, some people will, and those are my audience, right? And even if I have a lot of audiences that don't agree with me, and that's completely fine. I think variety, I think having different tastes and having different opinions is what makes everything interesting, Yeah. right? If we all had the same taste and everything, then every product out there is going to look the same. Mm -hmm. They're all going to perform the same and nothing is interesting anymore. The idea is for you to, for me to try to give different perspectives so that the people who might be attracted to that particular product would find it and say, Hey, I like that. You know, I'm glad I've, I found Michael's channel, but that's mostly on the product side, right? Mm -hmm. Lately, I've been doing a lot of different things. And E and I were kind of just chatting about that, about this earlier, about the direction of YouTube uh, or our channels. And I have a very weird, I guess, weird way of looking at things and kind of uh, directing my path on, on, on making videos. How about you, E? Do you have a specific idea? Are you going to stick with just um, doing product reviews, for example? Are you going back to vlogs? Uh, what's the uh, what's the overall goal? Well, the I've started uh, experimenting. <clears throat> sorry, I started exper experimenting more with um, tutorial type of content recently. First of all, because it was because of uh, sponsor op opportunities that I wanted, I didn't want to miss and and learn from them. But also because, you know, I I wanted to see how that would react. Because usually tutorials give a lot of value, but they're very difficult to present in a way that they wouldn't be, you know, too simple for for the mass audience, yet too complicated for for people that you know don't have the experience with. And it's mm -hmm. challenging and they have been paying off and I've been getting a lot of nice feedback from, from the YouTube community and from, you know, from the people in the comments saying that, you know, they're doing great. So the way I envision it, it will be more, more of a balance. There will be, of course, product reviews, something that I love. There will be setups and everyday carry videos. Again, things that I'd love to, I love to put together, but also there mm -hmm. will be more tutorials, I assume or more like mm, yeah educational videos I would, I would i would i would put it okay it really i like your focus on like really really driving value to your audience um i i myself like a lot of times it's more on i just want to share what i like kind of thing yeah. but, but that's you're very in that's mm -hmm. a value like you're slow slowly shifting you become the brand michael because you know I, I come to your channel not because not only because of the thing that you're showing because sometimes the thing might not be interesting to me or to the average viewer but you know that viewer might be a big fan of yours so they would come to your to your channel and you would be the product the way you behave the way you think the way you know more like more of a entertainment yes mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I want because that takes off the pressure first of all E thank you but yeah, it's it's what I like because it takes the pressure of trying to be like I've given up on the fact that that I'm not going to basically I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to please everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to share what I like and people who like the same thing will will, will like it. Right. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's really nice uh, to hear someone say that because like part of the journey on YouTube or just content creation in general it's it's kind of lonely. It's, it's a kind fan of uh, balance. isolating. It's a fan balance that can give you peace of mind or uh, make you go crazy. 
because yes. <laughs> you want to make sure that you satisfy everybody. And at the same time, you're doing this because you love doing it. But if yes, you, exactly. if you overstep the boundary, then you might, that might turn into some kind of a monstrosity that would just stress you, stress you out too much. Have you ever been super stressed at the point where you kind of just, you felt like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I, I have, I haven't really like burned out or anything because I have more experience from, from past endeavors, you know, of trying to protect myself from stuff like that. But I do, um, get a hint and early warnings of things that might really stress me out. So I've, 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 I've done, I've done it before with YouTube and, um, I try to step back and I'm, and I try to think as if I'm doing my very first YouTube video back when there was nobody to watch it and you were like, you know what? I want to do a video. What should it be? What should I say? And mm -hmm. if I think this way, then normally it comes out, it comes out great. And if I like it. Okay. Yeah. It's chances are, if you like it, then chances are your audience is going to like it. Too. Yeah. But chances so are, I never like it that much. So <laughs> <laughs> actually let's, let's talk about that for a second, right? Like you said that you, you know, signs you've, you've, you know, the signs mm -hmm. when you start to feel like you're, you're getting there where you're stressing out and maybe it's, it's a, it's a sign of a, a an upcoming burnout, mm -hmm. right? And burnout is a real thing. And maybe right, you know, back then when you say burnt out, it feels like it can only happen in a real job. I'm using air quotes with mm -hmm. real jobs, but as content creators, it's a real job. You know, we get paid to do the stuff that we do and nothing is free. I've always said this, like nothing is free when people say, oh, they're sending you free products. Like it's not free yeah. because free means I'm going to, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. But the fact that I have to create a video, mm -hmm. take pictures, share it, and all that stuff. I do work, basically. That's not free. So, actually, product exchange is the cheapest form of payment, if I'm being honest. But um, it's a great, I never realized. Point, it's, yeah, it, it really is the cheapest. In a second. Okay, okay. Actually, before you do that, yeah, I just wanted to yeah, say that. Ahead. What is the thing that, um, how did you, how do you try to battle this, like this or, or confront this, this feeling? Or what are these the signs? I guess what I'm trying to say is the simplest sign are... for me is is uh -huh. it's really simple. Usually, when I go to bed and I turn off everything, like you know, I've, I've played some, uh, I've watched some TV, and I'm ready to go to sleep, and I close my eyes, then I start think of the intro for the video that I need to do tomorrow. Like I start envisioning what type of challenge I need to to tackle what will be what sort of like movement I want to make, what will be the lighting and all those sort of, you know, sort of stuff. And this is what puts me to sleep. Like I think okay. about it and I dream about it and I wake up in the morning and I have this concept of mine and I'm eagerly waiting to come to the studio so I can do it. If that thing goes away or if I think of the video that I need to do tomorrow and I want to, you know, excuse my language, puke in my mouth a little bit, <laughs> then that's the first sign of, I need to You're step tired. back and rethink what's going on because it's not, you know, it doesn't bring me joy as Marie Kondo likes to say. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that you said that because people who get into this space, who get into any job really, but particularly because of this is the Coffee with Creators podcast is, you know, content creators in general, you think that uh, in the beginning, you're full of energy and you're full of zest and you're just so inspired. You want to keep, keep creating, especially when you have momentum, but sometimes burnout even comes after the fact that, I mean, even, even if people are encouraging you, even if you're being received well, even if you're getting results, they come and go, at least from my experience. Yeah. And it's very important for you to identify them before it actually happens. Because in my experience, um, He's been fortunate that I think you've managed to really uh, uh, basically find it before, like identify it mm -hmm. before it actually happens. But I've gotten so many, I have so many experiences wherein it's almost like I really can't do anything. Like I don't want to get out of bed and it's just so depressing in the sense that you look at, like I look at my stuff and I say, I've built all of this, like the, the, these videos, I've made all of these videos and suddenly I just don't care for them anymore. And suddenly I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. 
And that's like really bad. So it can actually hold you back a lot. And I think it's really, really important to address that, especially if you're a new creator, that it will happen. So you just have to really be mindful about it and yeah. identify it like just what E said. But E, you wanted to touch on or you wanted to elaborate on what I just said earlier about um, getting free products. What did you want to say? I wanted to ask you, actually, um, I had a question for you about that. Do you have a feeling, and it's not a more, you know, be, you mentioned that people, uh, you know, they're like, oh, they send you free products and they have this uh, idea of your fantasy life where, you know, mm-hmm. it's all <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. Do you have this feeling that sometimes don't people don't understand um, the weight of what of your type of work and don't actually see your work as something serious? Absolutely. I, okay, I, so I always have that feeling. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's like breathing a sigh of relief. He's not alone. <laughs> and actually, that's one of the hardest topics. I think I asked Chelsea that. No, no, it wasn't Chelsea. It was someone else. I, uh, another content creator. And I asked, I asked them, so how do you talk about what you do to your family? Is it something that you actually openly say, I create YouTube videos or I do this, or is it something that you kind of say under your breath, like, Oh yeah, on, you know, on the side I do videos. Cause it's like a little embarrassing to kind of, um, explain. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I completely get that. Here's an example actually, uh, happened to me a few months ago. Um, I was talking to a friend of not a friend, but like an acquaintance. I haven't seen him in years and we were at a, a pool party and he's a little bit older and he, there's, you know, different types of people. Most people uh, like to talk about themselves and this is fine. It's, I'm actually the, the type of person when we meet in like an actual person, um, I ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions about what you do, how your life is. And I'm just generally curious like that. And when I do that, people basically start talking and talking and talking, which is fine, right? Like I enjoy it. And this guy was kept, he kept talking, 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 telling me about his life, all the things that he's done. And then he turns the conversation around and he goes, so what do you do? And I said, oh, um, <laughs> you know, it kind of stopped me for a second because it's like weird for me to say, if I say content creator, they'll be like, what? Because he's a little bit older. He's like, what is that? If I say Instagram, it's just going to, it's just going to sound even weirder for him. And then, so I said, oh, I make YouTube videos, but that mm. also has a stereotype, yeah. right? It so does. it's kind of like, but it's a that's very the thing, tricky. You're a producer. Yeah. That's a good way of putting. I should just say that. What I mean, do you I do? Just I'm say, a producer. Yeah, because I produce you produce videos. video content, and not only you produce social media content, photography, and all those stuff. And that's what I love about you know this 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 whole YouTube journey because it's oh, I love that. you wear so many hats, and it's yes. it, you could never get bored literally with that, with with doing YouTube because. You have to be a good script writer or, or you know, uh, idea uh, generator. You need mm-hmm. to be a good videographer. You need to understand about tech and uh, gear and how to use it. You need to be good at photography, something that you're absolutely great at. And I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> actually you. learning a lot from you. You have to be a, a good graphic designer. You have to be a good editor. You have to be good at SEO and promoting. There's so many hats that you have to wear. And you could never get bored from that. So really, you are a producer. That I'm gonna steal that. E. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna change my. I'm gonna change my bio into producer. That's <laughs> that's my bio actually on Instagram. Is I think it really? It was, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna producer. copy. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna do exactly yeah. that. E. I like that. I like that very much because it really does put things into perspective. I think. Um, because it is a serious thing. Like you, you mentioned earlier that some people don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, he's just playing around. It's not like I get stressed out. Actually, just last night I was having I was talking to my wife and she was um, wondering why I was so stressed out because I'm like, oh, I need to finish four videos this month. And I'm like, I'm barely done with one. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to do four more. And she's like, why don't you take a break? Why yeah. don't you just relax for a bit? Because you're stressed out. I said, because I don't get paid. Yeah. If I don't do anything, mm-hmm. I don't get paid. And that's the gravity of things. Right. So when people say. Oh, it's easy to be a content creator. I get it. I get why they think it's easy because it's fun. It looks like we're having fun. It's kind of like when I used to work in in an actual office building and I was part of the advertising media group 
And so there's only like three of us, but we're all joking around and, you know, people from the other office would walk in, you know, just like wagging their, or pointing their fingers and saying, you guys aren't working. We're, no, we're actually working. Yeah. It's just, we know how to have fun while we're working. And so people can't seem to um, put those things together. Like they feel like work shouldn't be fun, but it's exactly not the case. I mm. think work can be fun. And so that's kind of like what they see. That's that's how I see it, uh, E, when people look at my channel and say, Michael has the perfect life. You know, he gets free products. Like, not really. I mean, I appreciate that yeah. things, they, people think that way. Right. You know, like I, I, almost, that, I didn't tell anybody about my YouTube channel, besides my wife, of course, for uh -huh. probably the first two years or something. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, because, well, it's easier for me because I... I live in Bulgaria, we speak a different language, and my content mm -hmm. is targeted um, in the US, UK, uh, India, and Canada, for the most part. So it okay. was easy for me not to tell, but I didn't tell not because they wouldn't find out later on, but because I didn't want to hear anybody's opinion. Because nobody would okay. really take it serious at that time. And the few people that you know eventually learned, the reaction wasn't very supportive let's put it this way even close friends and, and so forth because everybody would you know they would watch something that you did and you know mind mind you that you're still starting up and building momentum and you're investing into gear you're investing into stuff that you want to review you're way behind in your uh, <laughs> in your balance sheet of uh, expenses mm -hmm. and stuff like that and you're struggling and they're like they come to you and they're like you know what I watched your video last night. Um, I have some notes for you if you want to. You know, and I'm saying this as a friend. But I have some notes that I'm, I'm sure that if you, if, you, if you take my notes seriously, you would have a much better performance on YouTube. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to know about the notes because... This is coming from, this is coming from someone who has never made a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like me walking up to a carpenter and telling him how to build a house. Yeah. Like I've never, I can barely build a Lego set. So it's, that's, that's, that's very true. I like that. It, it is the reality of being a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. I actually don't like that term as well. YouTuber, because I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't feel like I need to be put in a box where I'm You're only on YouTube. You know what I mean? Specific. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I like producer. producer. I really like that. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna do that. Michael's a so, full time producer. I'm a full time producer. <laughs> I love Repeat it. that after me. Michael is a full time. Michael producer. is a full time producer. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. But yeah. So, did you just um? Did you just uh kind of put your head down and started working and trying to grow your channel and then people started to notice it or at some point did you actually introduce yourself to your friends and and say. Or if they maybe they might have asked you and said, so what do you do now? And you say, I, you know, make some, I produce some videos. Or did you just kind of just like let it happen? I just let it happen. But I, okay. I seriously noticed the way people change the, uh, their behavior once you get to a certain or you, you pass a certain threshold. Because once you start getting, you know, once you start getting some serious views and you know, your subscriber count is growing, not that my channel is big or anything, but you know, it, you know, it's more serious than it, you know, just starting out. Once mm -hmm. you start getting products, you start getting um, sponsors and partners and advertisers to, advertisers to work with, then the reaction of people is way different. They no longer give you advice. Actually, mm -hmm. most of them no longer want to talk about it. I, th I know why. But can you tell me why you think they don't want to talk about it anymore? They don't want to talk about it because, well, some of them, those that don't want to talk about it, I believe, um, could be jealous at some point. Mm -hmm. Or they want to be part of this. They want to have this, whatever they think it is, but they don't want to admit it to themselves. So it's easier for them to complain about their problems and their work and not ask you how you doing yes that's completely to me accurate because uh when you create when you create something from scratch it's always going to be bumpy it's always going to be tough and you i never knew that it was going to be re it, i didn't think it was real when people said 
you're going to have a lot of haters and you're going to have a lot of naysayers. Yeah. Maybe not haters, but just naysayers saying yeah. that you can't make it work. And I never understood that. And when I started hearing opinions of other people, <laughs> I started to wonder, why is that? Yeah. Why is that? And then when you start to get traction, just like what E said, when you start to have momentum and you get more serious product uh, projects, they you don't hear from them anymore. Yeah. And I really think it's just, it's a reflection on what, how they approach their own lives. It's like, they don't want you to succeed because if you do, then they start to question what they've done with their own lives. Yeah. Like, what are the things that I wanted to start but never did because I was too afraid? Yeah. And so that was the hardest part, right? Mm -hmm. the, the starting. Because if no one can, be, if no one believes in your, in your capabilities, your, your, your um, potential, how can you believe yourself, right? And so, I kind of did but this, the same thing, Ed. I mean, e, I just uh, put my head down and just started working. And my intention when I started the YouTube was I needed to make a video every week, no matter how bad it was. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to make a video every week was because I needed to learn how to edit, learn how to shoot video, learn how to capture audio. This is the biggest challenge for me was capturing audio. Oh my God. <laughs> to this day, I still sweat when I think about audio. But repetition. Repetition, repetition helps yeah. you. Yeah, and then you learn. And I kept my head down and the naysayers kind of just went away. And now I don't hear from them. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I hear people just randomly, people I've never heard from a long time ago, who've never said anything, who are indifferent, yeah. right? Like they were not supportive. They were not um, unsupportive. They were just kind of just lurking. Suddenly they all started coming out of the woodwork and be like, I love what you're doing, you know, keep doing it. And it's weird too, because they don't like, for example, I'm friends with them on Facebook yeah, and they would never post it like publicly. Yeah. They would instead rent, like just message me. It's almost like they were complimenting me silently, which is fine for me, Yeah, but it's just really interesting how people, like you said, when you reach a certain threshold and I'm not saying by any means that I'm successful, right? Like he has a bigger channel than me right now. So it's like, it's not that it's just, it's not about my, numbers yeah. it's not about numbers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And actually let's go there. E. So how would you, how do you think of your channel? Cause people look at you probably and be like, like I'm one of those actually, when I see your channel, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. And when you said that you were, you had, you were going to find time to, to be on this podcast. I got really excited. I was telling my friends about it, but how do you see yourself? Like, do you see yourself as that person? Obviously not, but can you kind of describe it to, to me? Like, how do you view yourself as a brand, as a, as this personality? How I see myself in the future or yeah, how I, I would describe myself right now? Like, how would you describe yourself? Maybe, maybe I didn't word that correctly, but you know, the, uh, the whole imposter syndrome thing. Mm -hmm where people look at you and they think this person's great. Like, this is awesome. Do you feel the same? Like, do you feel like people have a very skewed image of who you really are based on your content or I can't really say like, if they see me wrong. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I have great feedback from all the people online, which is something that motivates me a lot. I'm not sure okay. how it is with you or with other creators, but I don't have that many um, negative comments or haters or, you know, um, I have a bunch of those. <laughs> what do you call those? Uh, trolls? Trolls? I have yeah, a bunch I of don't, those. I don't, I don't have that many. And actually I, I embraced any, any type of interaction, even if it's negative, actually, if it's negative, it makes it more interesting to me because I, I want to try and turn, you know, turn this negative emotion into something positive. And in many cases I, I, I succeed in that. And that brings me a lot of satisfaction. Because you yeah. are a much, much better person than me, because the reason why I have a bunch of trolls, because I keep feeding the trolls, really, it's yeah. my fault, to be honest, like, yeah. but because the reason why I do that is two things, actually, like what you said, it's interesting to me, it's interesting to me, um, when people have negative opinions, and you know, about me, my content, not about other people, but about me. Because the way I see it is if, if I was sitting in front of if I was an old man, if someone if I was sitting in front of my house, and someone walked by my house and said, your lawn sucks. I'd be like, come over here and <laughs> say that to me again, or show me your lawn. That's how I feel. It's my content. It's my channel. If you have something to say about it, then 
then sure, I'll play along, yeah. right? But that's, but that's my opinion. But I love what you did because I uh, recently just saw someone on Twitter post this. And his goal for every negative comment that he gets is to try to win that person back. Mm -hmm. So he would get random haters. And someone messaged him about something like, I wish you, you, you die or something like that. And instead of him replying and saying um, whatever it is, he goes, he looks at the guy's profile picture mm -hmm. and he goes, hey, I like your hair in that profile picture. It's like, <laughs> honestly, it's really good. What do you use? What product do you use? And the guy replies, he's like, oh, you know, my girlfriend uh, helps me uh, fix my hair, whatever. And he's like, and he responds again. He goes, also your teeth, like they're oh so white. God, and yeah, and just good. started complimenting the guy. That's and good. the guy turns around. He goes, you know what? I was being mean to you. I didn't mean to. I, it was just really a hard day for me. Yeah, and usually. he managed to turn it around. Yeah, usually it's, that's it's what awesome. happens. If you try to turn okay, them yeah. and, and mm -hmm. the only time I would really get uh, irritated if that is, is, is when they don't respond back. Because I really want I them to respond back and I really want to make sure <laughs> that either that person understands that he's wrong at, at this negative emotion that he's, you know, transferring over or if I've made a mistake, I would admittedly say, you know, I, you're absolutely right. I forgot about this. And I, mm -hmm. I would even pin that comment up top and make sure that people know about it. If Because I'm really careful at uh, giving advice, uh, especially when it comes to investing into technology and expensive stuff like this. Um, there is a responsibility there. Yeah, there is. With the this, content, right? I, I posted this video about a, a monitor guide, uh, mm -hmm. which was... which you know, is, is doing very well still. It's, it's an, I would call it like an evergreen content. It goes, it, it's, you know, it performs well for a long time and it brings, you know, you know, not, you know, a, a spike, but steady uh, amount of traffic. And, yes. and I get a lot of questions from people asking me like, you know, I'm just about to buy this monitor. What do you think about it? Is it good or should I wait for something else? And, and knowing that this thing costs like a thousand dollars or even more, you know, you have this responsibility and, and you try to make sure that they, they make, they take the decisions themselves and you're not steering them just to, you know, Absolutely. just to, to close the topic. Absolutely. That's a good point because I also think that no one should trust YouTubers. I mean, content creators like with a drop of a hat, you know what I mean? It's just like, like whatever. I say or whatever E says, mm -hmm. that shouldn't be the final. Absolutely. You should still make your own decision. And I think E and I are aware when we create content that what we're doing is we're trying to provide, we're, we're trying to light, uh, bring light to something so that you can make a decision. Because I think that's well, the reason why I say this is because I also get comments from people who say, um, your opinion is wrong. You're dumb for making that, for saying that. And I'm like, no, it's... It's how I feel. Yeah. And I'm not trying to gather likes or, or whatever. I'm trying to bring to light yeah. the things that I experienced, you know, with regards to this product. And that shouldn't be the final. What should be final is your decision. Like, do you agree? If you don't agree with what I said, then maybe you should buy it. You know what I mean? I sh I'm, I'm not going to say don't buy it or don't do it. But there is a responsibility there that is that I, I admit I probably should be thinking more about mm -hmm. because it's a it's a heavy burden to to try to convince someone to buy something especially if you don't really believe in it yeah. right so you have there's a balance there um but yeah I, i'm glad you actually brought that up because that's really uh usually a very interesting usually point. i if if somebody asks me should i buy this or that um if if it's a clear choice like if it's something that it's more than obvious then that you shouldn't invest in uh, product a because it's you know uh, crappy or something mm -hmm. that's fine but when when it both of them work usually i would say i would buy i would choose this because and i would give a reason why i would personally choose it but i wouldn't say you should buy you know product b because whatever i try never mm -hmm. to say what people should do because it's 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 a fine line not to make a mistake and steer people the wrong way Yes. That's no, why I get frustrated uh, sometimes that people with, you know, the, all the large channels, really the, the, the huge channels that sometimes they get so huge and then they forget how much responsibility they carry. And that frustrates yeah. me because 
you know, I've, I've been a victim of purchasing stuff because my guru says this and then I get it and it's like, it's totally not worth it. And I spent, you know, mm-hmm. I spent my last savings for this and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done and this. I think, I think this is why it's, it's totally okay to have a different opinion when you're posting something online yeah. because you're giving people the choice. That's what it really is. You know, um, like you see a lot of content creators, like the big ones. Yeah. They, my problem with them right now is they all have the same content yeah. at this point. Like it's kind of, it's the new advertising, to be honest. You know what I mean? Apple doesn't even buy advertising space anymore because all they have to do is send yeah. people products and they advertise for them because it's the most effective. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, and I'm just, you know, using Apple just as top of my head. But the problem is a lot of times the these campaigns can be actually hurtful for creators because I feel like um, they all just started to look the same. And honestly, like to me, my, my, my personal uh, thing is I hate being similar to anyone else. Yeah. That's just me. Like I, I always like to go against the grain. Yeah. So it's like, um, if someone actually, this is one of the things that I've been doing lately. When, if, if a brand reaches out and says, we would like to send you this product and this, these are the details and we would like you to share this to your audience. This, one of the questions they ask them is how many other people are doing the same thing and what is their That's timeline? Like, am I sharing? Yeah. What am I sharing this the same day or yeah. the same month or something? Because I want to make sure that I don't get drowned in the same content. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause my content is going to get lost yeah. with the rest of them. And that, that just really annoys me. <laughs> What would, it might perform well, but it's just would make it's annoying you do, to me. Like, what type of product would make you do a full dedicated video? Um, if it has to be really, really good, like, like I have to absolutely love it. Not ex- that's not thing. expensive, but good, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I have to love it. Like, I have a lot of products that are cheap that I really love, and it's not about it. I have to love it. Like, there ha- there has to be. It's either. It's either it progresses me, my brand, like it elevates my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm being truthful, okay? So the first thing is it's either, there's three things that I can think of right now. I have to love the product for enough to actually make a video about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is the product could probably, the product or brand could probably elevate my brand. Meaning if Apple says, hey, can you review this phone? I don't like reviewing phones. Yeah. But if they said, can you review this phone? And I have Apple under my belt, I'll say yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That elevates my brand. And the third that I can think of is if, it, if it's paid. Yeah. And that's being completely honest because this is my way of living, right? Um, people uh, ask me, well, you know, again, going back to the, they send you free products. Like, well, I can have a bunch of iPhones here, but I can't eat the iPhones. I can't feed the iPhones to my children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's, uh, that's not how life works. So if someone reaches out to me and says, can you review this product or feature this product? And if it's just a smidge interesting to me, it has to be paid mm-hmm. for me to be, um, to put some thought and effort towards it. Cause that's just how life works. And those are the my main reasons, basically, for creating a product. Do you think that mostly being paid I need to like would it first. steer you off to not really be objective? No. Well, actually, that's the thing. Um, I have a very unique, not unique, but I have my own way of wording things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tell this to my to any collaborators. I say, if there's something about the product, well, first of all, my requirements is that I need to be completely honest with it. Mm-hmm. And I say, if I have a, if I have a problem with it, like if it doesn't work, I will reach out to you first to see if there is a way to fix it. Yeah. And if there's no way to fix it, if there's no way around it, I need to address it. But I will address it in a respectful manner. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Although I didn't do that for the Apple AirPods or AirPods Max, I think because they didn't ask me. I bought it with my own money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. I had complete freedom to say whatever I want. But to your point, like it does not sway mm-hmm. my opinion because I'm paid. Because my job, the reason that I'm getting paid is 
to show this, right? To show this to people, make them aware of it, bring awareness to the brand basically. But you know, I also, at the end of the day, I have to protect my own brand. So yeah. if I'm not being honest then I'm hurting myself, no matter who sends me the product, I'm going to be hurting myself. Right. So I'm, there's a fine line there. That's still one of those things I'm still navigating through. I'm trying to figure out, but for the most part, my compass basically is just, you know, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. but you know, you can do it in a respectful manner. I think. How do you envision your channel? in the future actually yeah so it's funny because now you're asking me the questions like i'm the guest here but yeah i'm sorry (laughs) no no no, that's completely fine so how i envision my channel e really is uh i didn't want to be stuck with the desk setup thing Mm -hmm. because that was my content for instagram and even that one when i had the desk setup content it was kind of fairly new sorry for interrupting you but i just wanted to mention that i watched your uh the desk setup that you did for for this uh, friend of yours, it was a very recent video. Uh, oh, um, Royal for Royal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was going I, 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 I meant to send you a message when I, when I watched it, it's great content. I loved oh, it. Thank I you. really enjoyed it. <laughs> and, and although you might, you, you might've just said that you want to steer away, well, steer away from this, but doing this for other people or collaborating with other people and helping them bring this, you know, uh, um, uh, this, these new setups and ideas, it's, it's fascinating content. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. That's very good. I appreciate that feedback. That's really nice. Actually, I'm not, I'm not steering away from it. Um, I guess what I meant was that it could be, the reason why I'm saying this, because I actually have a couple more planned in the future. That is the same. What I'm trying to steer away from is just showing my office. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's like Mike, they know me as just that guy with the office. And it's like, <laughs> there's really no value to it. It's like, I'm some guy who just like put my things around me that I liked. And who knows you like this? Too. Give me their phone number. <laughs> <laughs> and so my, I envision my channel to be basically my brand. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is, you know, whether I'm in an office space, whether, whether I'm driving a new car, which has yet to happen, but, or I'm using a new product. Like I want people to follow me for the things that I like, kind of like the people that I admire, right? Mm -hmm. Like the people I admire, I admire is, you know, I admire them because for their style or taste, whatever it is, there's something about them that I like that resonates with me. And that's kind of what I want because I don't want to be boxed in again with just this and just that. And for some people that works and that's great. If you, you thrive in it. That's awesome. For me, it's just not the case. And going back to your earlier thing, uh, E, when you said about the desk setup, that's actually one of the things that I felt like I could capitalize on my original content, which is desk setups, but not just for me, it's for other people and just finding the story behind it. Like before people would say, why would you spend so much on a setup? But now we're starting to realize, especially now that we're working from home, that it's very important for your space to, um, to, for you to really like your space. Yeah. It has a f- different effect. It has a very huge impact on your day, your, your, your work habits and everything. And so if I could bring that sort of like, maybe even just a, a tad bit of that experience to other people's lives, yeah. why not? That's it's awesome. A, it's a so, huge subliminal boost of morale, I think. Yes. That people yes. don't Especially realize if it. you do it every day. Yeah. Right. Like if you work in a space, even if it's just like the way I started, I had a big desk and a, uh, what did I have? I think I had a, a, a lamp that I really enjoyed. That silly lamp, that one lamp made going to that desk every day much more enjoyable. Yeah. And so that turned into, okay, I'm adding this. Yeah. And so imagine that feeling you wake up and I used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning so I could start doing uh, design work because my clients were in the East coast. Yeah. So I would be up at four o'clock in the morning, but I was excited. I'm like, I can't wait to sit at my desk. You know, that's how it felt. And it's yeah. very important for people to feel that I think. Um, how about you? So I'm going to turn this around E before we actually end this podcast, but how about you? What is the, the plan for your channel? What is the goal and what can we expect from uh, your YouTube channel? I'm actually very modest. Like I don't have these plans of, you know, becoming a, a lot of people say in the comments are like, oh, you should be like a million dollar, <laughs> like not a million dollar, but like a million <laughs> subscriber Subscribers. count channel I think and, so. and stuff like that. I have like very simple goals. My first goal for the channel was to be, to get to a point that is able to provide for my family. Because 
before you get to that point, you rely on other uh, sources of income, either savings mm -hmm. or you know other type of work. Uh, many people that have YouTube channels also have full-time jobs. So yes. my goal, my first goal was to, to, for the channel to be able to provide for my family if I don't do anything else, just YouTube. And I, I got to that point, uh, which is great. It's fantastic. Not my, my next goal, and it's not number specific, is for me to be able to provide for my family with less content. Like okay. I would mm -hmm. post, it's a rough example, really, like for, for, for the concept of it. But I would post, let's say, one video a month. And mm -hmm. that video would be able to put food on the table of my family. Yes. Uh, not that I'm going to be putting one video per month, but that's the goal. And yes. if we're talking about subscribers, that little 100,000 subscriber plaque, I want to have that because it would me just <laughs> turn off a light in my head and would make me feel good. I don't care about the next, yes. you know, the, the next. Uh, it's that milestone. You yeah, just it's just it, that, right? you know, yeah. something physical that you can just look at it. I don't even, I don't even insist on having it somewhere in the frame. I just want to look at it because I have, by the way, I have this really special, it's special for me, this present from, from my wife when I first started doing YouTube. She somehow managed to get some YouTube gear uh, and she gave me this YouTube t-shirt which I want to frame, but I want to frame it when I have this plaque. I see. So that they okay, go together. Yeah. And it's yeah, really something... Yeah. That's a nice gift. It's a little goal of myself that I want to, mm -hmm. to, to achieve. And actually, my goal for 2021 was 100,000 subscribers by the end of the year, which apparently is not going to happen. But, you know, still... Don't say that, E. Still Don't pushing that. Yourself. Unless Unless the algorithm gods trip somehow and they push <laughs> push a content of mine way beyond any of my expectations i don't you know i'm i'm a realist but i i don't mind like if if i have a goal of a hundred thousand and i do like 60 or 70 i don't mind it's still it's still it's still better than last month right it's still better than last year it's progress well last year there were less than ten thousand, so it's way mm -hmm. better yeah so I like that. No, I, you know what it is, E? It's, it's not really about... I like what you said. You're modest. Yeah, definitely, because it's not about the numbers for you. It's about the actual results. And I feel exactly the same way because I always tell my wife, I say, the reason why I'm working so hard right now, I'm running so many things, is because I'm hoping that someday I don't have to do it. Like, I would have to do it, but under less stress and more time and more, just more meaningful, right? Like, the end goal for me is so that I don't have to do so much of this work and I can spend more time with my kids yeah. and my wife. It really is, that is honestly the goal. I've said this to, so many times with Chelsea. That's why I'm working so hard. It's but your goal I like that to uh, delegate the work to somebody else or? No, no. I mean, the goal is for, like you, like to, to actually <laughs> feed the family and for the income to be enough that I don't have to stress over Every week, every day, I have to create content. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's it's taxing. It's very tiring, and it's very expensive. Yeah. To to run a channel, so the goal is for me to recoup that, and also to have enough content or enough um, income based on the content that I put out, that I can just create more meaningful content and not really worry. And actually, yeah, delegate. Be able to delegate more stuff to other people. Right now, because it's a one man team. Mm -hmm. But I don't have I don't have an editor. I don't have anyone else. So the script Which part writing, of the, everything. The, the YouTube publishing thing is your least favorite. Ugh. Like actually uploading it. <laughs> the SEO like stuff. The, the, the descriptions. <laughs> Even SEO. I know nothing about that. Like honestly, I'm just kind of winging it. So you're, you're that's my least favorite. Really good. <laughs> I seem to be doing I'm something right. You. <laughs> I need to talk to you more about this um, probably some other time because it's going to take us another hour to get through this topic. But yeah, you mentioned SEO and I think it's one of the things that we need to uh, um, talk about on this podcast because a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, what's the best way? You know, we, we briefly talked about thumbnails just recently, right? I remember I remember us chatting about that. So yeah. that's maybe something we can explore in the future. Um, I'd love to. You know, uh, obviously, this is my way of saying that I would love to have you back on the podcast whenever you have time. 
And it's a great, great honor to have you on this. I know you said that you're honored, but I, the honor is mine, to be honest <laughs> with you. you. And I really, Thank really you, appreciate you finding the time, especially now it's uh, it's nighttime over there. And um, But yeah, E, before we end this podcast, do you have any... Oh, can you share with the people where we can find you again, just to, as a reminder, on your social media links? Okay, it's... Um on YouTube, you can find me on youtube.com forward slash this is E. And on social media, which is Twitter and Instagram is again, this is E, but because it wasn't available, it's this is E TV, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but it, you know, <laughs> you'll find him. But just that's find him fine. on YouTube. You can just go to yeah. YouTube and uh, the rest of the links are there. There you go. And you should. You should. You honestly should. You will not regret it. He is one of my favorite creators out there. Thank you, Mike. And once you watch his content, you'll understand why. But E, thank you again for being on the po- the Coffee Creators Podcast. Sorry. It's usually Chelsea's thing to say bye. <laughs> but I really appreciate it. I, have, I hope you have an awesome, awesome evening. And just as a reminder for everyone, I would really appreciate it if you could rate uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts or if you could just share it with your family and friends. Leave us feedback because that's the only way that we can actually improve. And uh, if you want to be a part of this show, reach out, just email us or DM us on the Coffee W Creators at um, Instagram. And so I think that's pretty much it. That's all the housekeeping that I can remember <laughs> because this is not my thing. <laughs> but thank you for watching. I mean, listening. And if you guys are watching, thank you. And we'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye.